global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. Stocks are trading at the best level or close to the best level of the day. This update is brought to you by Hartford Funds Human Centric Investing Insight Number 10. Empathy could be the most important asset a financial advisor brings to a client's portfolio. To find out why, go to humancentricinvesting.com, Hartford Funds Distributors, LLC. UK citizens are today voting in a referendum on the country's membership of the European Union. UK law prevents us from reporting on voting or discussion and analysis of referendum issues while polls are open, but we will be following all the action as the results come in across a day of special coverage. The S&P 500 index up 19 to 2105, a gain of nine tenths of one percent. Dow Industrials up 166 points, also up nine tenths of one percent. Nasdaq up 55, a gain of 1.2 percent. Tenured on 14.30 seconds, yield there 1.73 percent. Gold down 6.40 the ounce to 12.63, a drop of five tenths of one percent. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. Where's the economy heading? That question all the more important after Fed Chair Janet Yellen said she thinks it's rebounding. Even so, she's going to wait until she sees the whites of an economic rebound's eyes until she's ready to push for that next interest rate increase, which she thinks is in keeping with where the Fed wants to go, but she's not going to make the mistake of raising it too quickly. Leading economic indicators out today, a bit of a surprise, heading a bit lower last month. Ken Goldstein joins us now, economist with the Conference Board, to look at the latest LEI, Leading Economic Indicators Index, and if it will give Janet Yellen any more pause on rates. Ken, welcome back. Thank you. So what do we see in the LEI? What we see is what we saw last month and the month before, and very likely next month and the month after that, and that is an economy. It's not losing steam, but it's not picking up steam, so we just continue to muddle along. That's what the coincident economic index, the number that tells us where we are right now, that's what it's telling us, and the lead is telling us, if you look not just at the last month, but last few months, this is just continuing to be a muddle through this summer. Ken, I'm wondering if we could get into details and tell us about initial claims for unemployment and what that did to the results. You know, that's the, you know, without that, this probably would have been a flat month. But because of the drop in claims, we actually have a 0.2% decline in the leading economic index. So that claims are sort of bouncing a little bit, but bouncing at a very low level. So, you know, whether it bounces up this month or bounces down last month, there's no sign there that the labor market is beginning to lose steam. Yes, employment is beginning to moderate. And part of that is because at 4.7% unemployment rate, that pool out there is starting to thin, you know. So it's not as if uh, we're starting to look at more people being laid off as opposed to being hiring. It's just, as I just said, just a continuum muddle through. Okay, so Janet Yellen... Even though she made it very clear that she's more cautious than ever, she also made it clear that what she sees is the following. You had weak first quarter GDP, so then you had weak jobs in the second quarter. Now, she says, retail sales, the consumer driving, and we left a couple of retail sales reports have been pretty strong, right? Or stronger than they've been in the past. So that means, she says, the economy's picking up. So if you look at this pattern, GDP better, 
jobs better, vice versa. In the second half, we should have stronger jobs growth. Well, but from all the information at the conference board, what can you tell us? Well, look, I mean, you know, wages are indeed – because the labor market is so tight and, t- and going to get tighter, that wage growth is starting to pick up. And consumers are very likely to go out and spend that money uh, this summer and into the fall and, indeed, right into the holiday season. So consumer spending power and, therefore, consumer spending – plus housing, there's some tailwinds here pushing the economy. But the industrial sector of the economy, the the trade part of the economy, they've been in, in weak position, and they're not really moving in. In fact, with, with the very weak profit growth in all of this, um, you know, we've got this mix of some strong headwinds, strong tailwinds. That's why we're stuck in this kind of muddle through and likely to stay in a muddle through through the summer and into the fall months. I wonder if you could give us your thoughts on GDP for the second quarter. What does this tell you about GDP performance and maybe even for the rest of the year? Rest of the year, probably close to 2%, maybe a little bit more, a little bit less. And indeed, not just for the second half of this year, even into the first half of next year. So in other words, it's not weakening down to one and a half, but it's not picking up to two and a half. Obviously, if it were to pick up because of wages and because of housing, then you'll see more Fed action. So if it's only going to be 2% or a little bit less, that doesn't sound like much of a pickup to me, although that would be a pickup from the first quarter, right? What would we ended up with? Still something under 1%. Under 1%. Second quarter, quarter, which is now almost over, is going to come in close to 2%, stay there in the third, fourth, first, second. So is it – I mean, so I would take the other side then. Why does the Fed need to even move – on rates at all, at least when it comes to the economy, at least when it comes to overheating or too much inflation. See, that's not an argument per se about where the economy is or where it's headed near term. That's an argument that says they've waited too long and kept interest rates too low for too long and that they need to move to not a tightening but a normalization and, you know, begin to move down to that, quote, terminal rate. Um, but, you know, they've waited this, you know, so if they wait until after the election, What's the big deal if this is the growth path for the economy? And that is a 2% muddle along. You know, we've been focused a little bit on the real estate market because of new home sales as well as the previous existing new home sales report. I wonder if you could tell us about building permits. Is that a factor in this report at all? Actually, that's one of the 10 components right. of the leading index. Um, and what's going on there is a combination of both new home building as well as apartment building. Um and there, the, the problem is not a lack of, of demand for new homes and new apartments. It's the ability of the builders to put them up fast enough. You know, so there really is some momentum building in the housing market. Not necessarily this month, but an overall trend. And again, you know, that momentum in housing driven by the, the, the momentum in housing market driven by the labor market, along with the pickup in wages, those are the positives for the economy. Thank you very much for coming in and spending time with us, as always. Uh, Ken Goldstein, economist for the Conference Board, speaking about the index or leading economic indicators. It slipped in May because of that uptick in initial jobless claims, though the index continues to suggest that the economy will expand at a moderate clip in the months ahead. You're listening to Taking Stock. I'm Pim Fox, my co-host Kathleen Hayes, and you're listening to Bloomberg Radio. A collection of luxury five-star hotels expanding their footprint into Brussels, into Dubai, and more. Coming up on Bloomberg Radio.